0: Now, coming to you from a midwestern hole in the United States, the Doll Cast. Dollcast. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Roth. Hey you freaks, this is Roth. With the dog cast, final dog cast of the week. Get your game faces on, freaks! Well, uh, Liam, I don't remember if you, I don't know if you remember me telling you about this, but Liam was bashing his head in the ground and screaming and throwing a fit whenever Gavin made any little noise. He's still doing that, but he's getting better. Now it's, uh, Gavin has to make a louder noise Like he's crying But uh <clears throat> So when he makes little grunting noises <laughs> Liam still like He has this suspicious look He looks over at him He's real still and just Looks like He's making noise He's making noises <laughs> But He's he's not as bad as he was With the head bashing in the ground and Ugh that's troublesome. It's a pain in the butt. Anyway, uh, I had nothing going on today. Not anything at work happened. Uh, listened on my headphones. Just a, It was a more ordinary day than the other day when it was normal and ordinary. Oh, man, but I, I'm getting tired. Um. Okay, you know, okay, here. I was thinking about this earlier I was actually talking to a friend on the phone have you ever thought about this being a programmer or someone that programs something you'll never experience the game like the player will for instance you're going to know the ending of the game Uh, you're going to know all the ins and outs of how to fight certain bosses you know you're going to know Plot twists in a storyline, maybe. I mean, there's just so much that I just that occurred to me that, man, it, you, you just you aren't going to exp- get the same experience as a player, and uh, that kind of sucks when you think about it like that from the programmer's point of view. Because I couldn't imagine having worked on Metal Gear Solid 3. I mean, it'd be nice, you know. I'd be like, oh yeah, look what I helped cr- I helped to create this great game, you know, probably the best in the, in the series, well, to me, it is the best in this series, but, you know, so, uh. alright, sorry about that, I had to stop recording for a minute, the dog was going crazy about something, I go down there, and she's growling at something outside in the dark, and I don't know what it is, anyway, so yeah, if you're a programmer, and on a big project, you don't get to experience the whole gaming experience, because you know most about it, you know, so I think that sucks, anyway, that was just something that my buddy and I were talking about, and never really thought about it, until today, well, anyway, let me go ahead and get to dev stuff, okay, Check this out. I've got a lot done again. I mean, this stuff is just flying. Pow 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 pow. And uh Okay, what well, here's what I've gotten done. You can now beat the game. It has the whole beat the level. Oh wait, wait, wait before I go on. I got the music done for for the game. All the music is done. So, when you beat the game it plays the round over jingle and then the beat the game jingle shows a little you know shows that you beat the game and then uh, I've got it to where uh, you can lose the game which you know just basically says your time is over and that's it Um, the tr- the round transitions that was a a big one there's I had to put in some stalls some uh, time wasters you know to let the jingle play and make sprites you know do their thing during the round transition and all that uh, and have the clock in there which that during the round transition now the clock adds time got that working and there's a, a ceiling To how much time you can get up to like if you're doing so well like there's a maximum amount of time that it stops at and you can't go any higher than that so got all that in Uh, all I really have left to do is throw a palette animation in which takes place during the uh, when you lose and I have the code in the NMI right now but I just need to put code in the loop and tell it what colors to do uh, let's see I got I gotta do just a little fix to the sprite I gotta make it face the proper direction after the round that's something I haven't done yet it was such a minor thing I figure why why waste time messing with it earlier I probably could have done it right before I came up here <laughs> actually that's I just did the uh, the clock adding time to the clock right before I came up here to record so that's that's something Uh, I'm thinking about adding a color to the player its uh, you know each sprite can only have three colors plus the tran and then the transparent color but this one needs an extra one so what what sucks is I didn't plan that ahead of time so I'm gonna have to go through and actually shift all my sprites down four bytes and then go in my code and make sure I'm not messing anything up. I have quite a few parts where, you know, sprites get imported into RAM and then uh get uh used for later purposes to reposition them. So I uh, have to look through all that. That's going to be a big pain in the butt. But uh it won't be too bad. But I really want to do that extra color. Um and I gotta rearrange the title screen. I, I basically I I put the little name of the game and what you push, you know, push the buttons to go. But uh I, I wanna put on, you know, the program, sound engine designer, label maker, and uh logo and tester. So, you know, I want to just stick all that stuff on the title screen and not bother with, uh, like, credits as such, like the classic kind of credits. There's a reason for that, but I'm not going to get into it here. But yes, label. I called Kahan Games earlier. Kevin from Kahan Games. on, Yeah. Got a hold of him. He's, he's been my label guru since I started getting stuff put on carts and stuff like that or handing, you know, things out or whatever and I, I really like his work so I talked to him and he said, well, he'd said he'd see what he could whip up and I told him I expect to be done sometime this weekend so he said he'd, he'd get on it he's really good about that stuff too so I'm really excited can't wait to see what he turns up gonna be pretty cool I'm sure uh well really in terms of dev that's all I have but it's really close to being done um yeah that's it it's really close to being done but before I go on we're, we're going to take a trip down memory lane here in a little bit but before I go on Let's give a shout out to our partner, NintendoAge.com. If you're a gamer or you collect games, or you like to just hang out and discuss video games and retro games especially with fellow gamers, you can go to NintendoAge.com and sign up for free, and you can trade games on the forums. You can manage your own collections with the, the custom collection tool that was designed by Dane himself, by the way he's an awesome admin there are some other awesome admins too but he's the main guy, the main guru and uh, that collection tool as a matter of fact has Nintendo and Sega all systems just phenomenal website it's great, people are fun don't be an idiot you won't be turned away at NintendoAge.com alright well Yeah, let's go ahead and go down memory lane, uh... Cue it up. Random Access Memory Lane Alright, you know, most people have one of these, uh... arcades that are kind of special to them. Well, there used to be this arcade here in town you know, in Danville, Illinois, at the Village Mall. And this place was called Jolly Jester. Now, I'd go there sometimes, you know, with a couple of friends, you know, play some pool or something. That was never the main, main reason to go there. It was just a place to hang out, but, you know, we'd play pool. One of the things we'd do when we play pool was always, always play the the Little Pig song by Green Jello or Green Jelly, whatever. That's just something that sticks in my head. We'd always play that song. But this wasn't just a pool hall. This place had arcade games and they were really good arcade games. Like, for instance, in the early days of it they actually had Double Dragon, you know. That, that was like the only place around here that had it. And that was always a fun game, as most of you know. But then they had other really really solid games uh, Sunset Riders for instance, which was that cowboy game and you, uh, it was four player and you could be on, like, hop on horses and, uh, run on the backs of bulls and you could shoot up and down, it, the boss fights were great, it was really colorful it was a phenomenal Capcom arcade cabinet, and they, they had that there they had, oh, speaking of Capcom, Magic Sword. They had that, which I never really got real far in that, or if I did, I don't know. But I always used to play it, and I never really knew what I was doing, like what the goal of it was. And I still haven't, to this day, really sat down with it. Like whenever I played it, you know, whenever I play it, it, it's been a long time. And whenever I fired up on MAME, I just, you know, play it for a little bit and turn it off I, I've i never really put a lot of effort into it but it's a great game it's really fun they also had what turned into one of my favorite driving games it, it was called Power Drift I'm pretty sure it was by Sega I, I can't remember for sure but Power Drift and you had like these cars and then the person inside the car was like kind of big comparatively and like you guy would turn around and give thumbs up to the screen, you know, you jump, and the graphics were really cool, and it was like this, almost like Mode 7 kind of thing, you know, where the graphics are coming at you constantly, and that was a real fun game. Uh, of course, they had Street Fighter 2, I don't remember which version they had, I feel like they had the first Street Fighter 2, but then I also remember they had the one with the Bruce Lee guy, who I always forget his name. But they had that, which was up front for a very long time. As you know, they'd always put the main cabinet right at, at the very front of Jolly Jester when you walk in. I mean, it's right there. You're like, BAM! Here's the main game. And people are always crowded around it. You know, right outside. It was a blast. People chucking quarters in that main game. and People crowded around. And it really would get crowded when they took Street Fighter 2 and put it back. Back into the second row, but up front they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my God, that game got so much play; it was ridiculous. Actually, that's one of the games that uh, I played as well, like constantly. And I think it was my first arcade game that I beat. You know, just had to feed it quarters, but I remember it was exactly five dollars because I went there with like four seventy-five or four fifty or something. And, uh, I had to borrow a quarter or two off people. <laughs> because it was right at the end. But, uh, yeah. Great times. And what what was even better, what made this arcade place the best. In the back, they always had, you know, the, the games no one played. Just the little cabinets that, you know, or, or maybe they were a little older. You know, like, uh... Oh, I'd say Pac-Man. If they, if they had a Pac-Man, it'd be in the back, and it'd be one of those that people at that point weren't playing anymore, because they were playing the Turtles, and the Sunset Riders, and games as such. But back there, they had one cabinet that stood out from the rest. And you walked up. Imagine this. You're walking, you're walking down the aisle. You're looking side to side. You're seeing games, you're like, yeah, yeah, I see Magic Sword over there. Hey, there's Magic Sword, yeah. Look over here, you know, you, you see your, uh, your power drift. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. And there's quite a few, quite a few arcades. And just before you get to the pool table, which you see in front of you, you look to the right, and this glow. Roston, they had Roston. oh, I sucked at that game, but I loved every minute of it, because I played it all the time, over at my buddy Sean's house, he had a master system, and he had Roston, and we loved that game, but then, it was an arcade too, you know, we're like, whoa, there's an arcade in this, and we're like, man, check out the graphics and the music, you can barely hear the music over all the rest you know yes on. and I've always been really bad at that but then when it came out on that Taito Legends for PS2 I beat the hell out of that game I got really good at it I I, I feel like we might have Taito Legends now I don't know because our ps3 is broken so i can't even play anyway this is about the arcade jolly jester oh it was always such a great place i don't know if you guys had like any of you out there had an arcade that you went to and it was just always great good t- it was like cheers where everybody knows your name and you're sitting there hanging out and you're beating the hell out of each other and then and then some kid, some kid walks up to Street Fighter 2. He's like, you know, seven. And he gets up there and he button mashes and does the same jump kick move or whatever. And you're like, I Quit! Quit! You know. It's just part of the experience. And that's why your friend Donnie walks by and farts on his head. Anyway... Yeah, but... That was my arcade experience in one of the places. We'll talk about other arcade experiences some other time. Okay, wrap it up in this segment. Well, now. Yes, that is going to bring us to the end of the week, freaks. I will be back Monday. I will most likely be done with this game 100% um, I'm gonna give it to someone to do some, uh, testing on, give them a couple of copy, couple of, uh, ROMs, you know, edited here and there, so it's easy to, uh, do a little bit of testing on and make sure there's nothing I missed, I think I've got it pretty rock solid, but you never know, it's good to have another set of eyes, anyway, I'm getting out of here, freaks. And you take it easy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. If you catch me slipping, tell Kevin.